And welcome to the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor, where we give it to you straight raw with no chaser. So Eve Vandervliet here, your host with his trusted canine dog's mom. Yeah, Woody's not with us today. Woody went to school, so his mom is here, Tinks. Yes, we do have his mother. Hey, Tinks, how you doing? Yeah, Tinks is a, wor- a dog of even fewer words. She actually is a former ninja. She's retired now, but when she was a young pup, she used to go out at night, do her ninja things. I think she's killed at least 35 people, but so she doesn't really say much, but she's got that look in her eye. Now, if Tinks could talk, but you can't because she's a dog, although when she was a ninja, she could, she'd tell you to head on over to our website, thepblpodcast.com. All of our social media links are there. Please click on our YouTube link and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We are moving up in the algorithm because life is not a matrix. It's an algorithm. Okay, today's show. Uh, first part of the show, we're going to talk about what's in the media right now, and I'm going to go through the mainstream media's websites, and it'll show you what their focus is, and it'll be very interesting what their focus is not. And then the second part of the show, we're going to do some polling, talk about some Senate races across the country. What should you be looking for? Should you be worried? And where are the races going now? Today, today is Tuesday. This is, it's Tuesday, what, September 29th. This is the day of the first presidential election. So I think, believe we have less than 13 hours left from the time I'm recording this to when uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden debate. At this point in time, I don't see how Biden gets out of it. I know a lot of people are saying that Biden's not going to do it. He's going to try to get out of it. I don't see how he does it. So this is going to be a fascinating, fascinating debate in that we're going to see if Biden can handle it. And if Biden can handle it, um, he's got a good shot at winning the election. Yeah, I hate to say it, but it's true. And now I've been saying this for a while too. Is Has this been one of the biggest head fakes in presidential election history? Meaning we all, myself included, and I shouldn't say we all, but a lot of people believe Biden has cognitive issues. I mean, it just you you look at him and he's pressers. He's put a lid on most of his days now, so he's not even out campaigning. So people starting to start to believe, myself included, that wait a minute, Biden maybe is not all there. That's why he's not campaigning. Is this the biggest head fake? Is he doing this just to set the bar so low, so low for the debate that all he has to do is have a passable performance? I don't know. I mean, we'll find out in about 12 hours from the time I'm recording this. So, you know, we're going to find out tonight. It has, is it, has it been one of the biggest head fakes in election history? Now, here, here, here's what's going to happen if it is a head fake. He doesn't have to do the other debates. Yeah, I know he's agreed to two or to three. This is number one, and there'd be two more after. But let's say he has a passable performance. And let's say Trump kind of, is Trump and says some stuff that's kind of out, outrageous. And let's say he does what he did with Hillary and says, you should be in jail. He'll, you know, attack his children, Hunter Biden, you should be in jail. That'll give Biden an out to say, I'm not going to put myself through that again. And I'm canceling the other two debates. I don't, you know, this is all speculation because we've never seen anything like this before. We've never seen an election where the president the presidential candidate of one of the parties just basically doesn't campaign. I mean, Biden has not been out campaigning. We have 36 days left of the election, the first debate tonight, and we've not seen one of the candidates. And then we have the other candidate who's been out campaigning quite a bit. So is this, 
has this been one of the biggest head fakes in election history? And then Biden comes out, has a passable performance, and then shuts down again and just lets the election ride out. He's ahead in the polls, but you know the polls are misleading. I don't know. This is uh, this is the most uh, bizarre election I've ever seen in my lifetime. So uh, we'll see tonight in the debates. That's when it'll all be answered. But let's talk about uh, what's dominating the news. If you watch any of the news, the lamestream news, the mainstream news, uh, it is Trump and his taxes, Trump and his taxes. I mean, I watched MSNBC last night, um, uh, Fox News, CNN. I was vacillating between all three and MSNBC and CNN. It was all about Trump's taxes. I mean, they were saying it as if it was written in stone. Everything that was in that New York Times report was correct. I mean, they didn't even question the New York Times report. That's the problem with journalism today. Now, I was watching uh, Fox News and they mentioned it, too. But uh, Tucker Carlson led mainly with the Amy Coney Barrett no nomination to the Supreme Court and how the left is attacking her. And to me, that's more important than what, you know, the media is doing with this New York Times story. They're not even questioning the New York Times story. That should be your first clue that something is wrong. Well, um, here's a blast from the past. I haven't seen this name in a while, and uh, my wife actually sent me this. This is from the Western Journal, an op-ed by Dick Morris. Now, if you're not familiar with who Dick Morris is, he was a former advisor to um, Bill Clinton, have basically ran Bill Clinton's 92 campaign, was credited with putting Bill Clinton in the White House. I mean, the man knows his stuff when it comes to politics, but he had his own scandals that knocked him off. And he's been a, a media guy for quite a while. I haven't seen him in a long, long time, but you know, he's got his own website. He's still doing stuff. So he wrote an op-ed in the Western Journal uh, dated September 28th, just the other day. And here, here's what Dick Morris says. Uh, Contrary to the false impression in the New York Times story, Donald Trump did not avoid his taxes. He prepaid them. Hmm, interesting spin. I didn't hear anyone in the media yesterday talking about this. So Dick Morris goes on. In 2016 and 2017, he requested and got an extension to file his returns. As required, he made an estimated tax payment of $1 million in 2016 and $4.2 million in 2017. Uh, then it turned out that he did not owe that much in taxes, but rather to demand the money back, he let the IRS keep it and apply it to any future tax he owed. Interesting. Now, if true, and I don't know if it's true. I mean, I, I lost faith in Dick Morris several years ago, but it's an interesting twist that he puts. So what Dick Morris is saying that Trump, and this is common practice, if you delay, you know, ask for an extension, you still have to pay. I mean, you, you just, you know, there, there's no asking for an extension and not paying your taxes. You still have to pay. Now, Trump has been a public figure for decades. So, you know, the man's going to follow the process to not get himself caught up in any IRS turmoil. And he hasn't all these years. So that tells you something right there. Common sense. Logic would tell you the man's been in public life for decades. And if he did something screwy with the IRS, it would all come out. So if he overpaid in his taxes and then, uh, you know, it shows that he only paid the $750 amount, 
And that makes sense because you got the money back or just applied it to future payments. But the left's not going to tell you that. The um, the media is not going to run with that. They're not going to they're not going to tell you anything like this. They're just going to say that gets you outraged that Trump only paid seven hundred and fifty dollars in his taxes when it's just not true. Now, it's not true on several levels. One is the New York Times story never claimed it had Donald Trump's tax returns. It claimed it had Donald Trump's tax return data. That is a very, very important nuance. They never once in that article claimed they had his tax returns. And uh, they didn't produce this so-called quote-unquote data because they said they want to protect their sources. This is a big nothing burger of a story that is designed to give red meat to the left media. And that's exactly what you saw yesterday. The media were all over it. So they dropped the story on a Sunday, Monday morning, talk shows grab it. Monday afternoon, news grabs it. Monday evening, talk point, talking uh, head, the talking head shows grab it, and they just run with it as if it's gospel, and it's completely fake. It is the epitome of fake news. The New York Times, it's so sad to see what has happened with that magazine, and I, you know what. The New York Times has always been a rag, though. I mean, my lifetime, at least. So I don't know. You know, the New York Times did a phenomenal job at one point in their history of doing some fantastic marketing to be called the paper of record, the gray lady, to where people were um, <clears throat> subscribing to the New York Times across the country. Well, I don't know. Uh, now, I wouldn't pay a dollar. I wouldn't pay a Dime. In fact, I've used up all my free viewings on the New York Times online, and I'm not going to pay any more money to read anything in their stories. So anyway, it's fake news. Just wanted to, to bring that one home. Uh, I think Dick Morris has a point. I don't know if he's right, uh, but it makes sense. And, uh, you know, logic also tells you that a man who is actually running for the presidency because, you know, he filed taxes prior to him running, but he knew he was running while he was running he had to file taxes. A man who's in the White House who has to file taxes. Do we really believe he's going to do something that's illegal? Do we really believe that Trump's going to do something with his taxes? Knowing, knowing what happened under the Obama administration with um what the, the people at the IRS were doing to conservatives? No, this is not logical. All this was and all this is, is, is it's a script to give to the media so they can bash this president and right before the debates. So this will come up in the debates. Uh, you, you know it's going to come up in the debates. So will, will Trump bring up what Dick Morris just brought up? Is this what's in his arsenal? You know, there's a lot of concern that Trump's not preparing for the debate, but I don't know. I don't know. Is that also a head fake? Like I said, the stranger, this is the strangest election ever. I mean, I'm sure uh, in the 1800s and the, uh, there were some bizarre elections, right? But in our lifetime, this, this is even more bizarre than the Hillary Clinton Trump election. This is the most bizarre election. So let's go look at the media. 
Let's do a run through all the mainstream media's websites and see what they're talking about and what they're not talking about, because that's more important. This is the morning of the debate day. All right. So what does ABC have as their main headline in Pennsylvania? Advantage Biden with a big boost from women poll. So what ABC is telling you right before the debate is Biden's ahead in the polls. See, some more psych ops. So, I mean, that's their main headline. They've got a bunch of sub headlines, but that's it. That's their main headline. All right, what's missing? Well, Trump's tax returns are missing. Did they play that out already? Is that already off the main, the headline? Hmm, interesting. So uh, in Pennsylvania, advantage Biden with a big boost from women. So women are voting for Biden. Mm -hmm. NBC News, not not to be confused with MSNBC, NBC News, most voters say Trump-Biden debates won't move them. But here's why they could matter, and they get into, you know, blah, blah, blah. But look at this. Most voters say Trump-Biden debates won't move them. That's their main headline. Their subheadlines are coronavirus has now killed one million people around the world. Okay. There are over 7.2 billion people on the planet. And one million is a big headline. Very excited to tell you about a partnership I have with Hollywood casting director Kathy Rankin. Now, Kathy, who's been in the Hollywood business since 1994, casting for films and televisions, has put together a workshop where she takes her acting chops and teaches business professionals charisma coaching. Now, Kathy has been working with actors for years, teaching them how to be more charismatic on camera. So why is charisma coaching for you? If you are in business and you are in front of people or your staff, your team is in front of people, whether it be through networking, public speaking, or even dealing with the media on camera, charisma coaching will help you uncover your natural sexiness. Yes, I said sexiness. It'll help you create chemistry in the room by making about the other person. It'll show you how to express vulnerability and still show strength, as well as control the adrenaline rush when they're either with a crowd of people or, again, talking with the media in front of camera. So if you are in business and your team is out there interacting, or if you want to develop a skill set where you're comfortable in front of a crowd and a camera, then contact Kathy at youritfactor.net or reach out to her via phone at 720-985-8852. That is youritfactor.net. You're going to love this workshop. You know, I'm sorry. I feel for all the people that, that succumb to this virus. But that's a small number. I mean, there are 7.2 billion people. All right. So anyway, their headline, all right, where we're, they're, they're, most voters say Trump-Biden debates won't move them. Are they setting up low expectations as well? Interesting. CBS, corona deaths toll surpasses, surpasses 1 million worldwide. That's their main headline. Again, coronavirus, because they know this is what Biden has. This is what the left has to bash Trump. And they, it's right. They, this is what they should. But now they're they're using the worldwide number. Why? Well, one million is a bigger number than 200,000. So it's more menacing. But really, a million when there's over seven billion people. All right. That's CBS News, MSNBC News. Uh Trump is reportedly not preparing for his debate against Biden. That's the main 
headline. And of course, their subheadline, the story of Trump as tycoon is a fiction, but will it matter to voters? So they get into his being a bad businessman, which uh, again is what that New York story was trying to paint. Their other subheadline, Harris on Trump's tax avoidance, completely patently unfair that he pays less than teachers, frontline workers. Now, this is NBC, far, far left rag. So not surprising. But notice no coronavirus stuff. But also, the what surprised me about the MSNBC headline, Trump is reportedly not preparing his debate against Biden. Could that be a head fake? I don't know. This is, like I say, the most bizarre election in the history of elections. Oh, I should say in my lifetime, at least. <coughs> Excuse me about that. So MSNBC, no mention on any of their main headlines. In fact, no mention in even their subheadlines on the coronavirus which is interesting. Let's go over to CNN. CNN's main headline, Trump will have to account for failed virus response. Hmm. Uh, now, this is regarding the debate. The president, the president heads into tonight's debate uh, recommitting to the failed strategy that ensured the COVID-19 disaster will be his defining legacy. So you can see most of the media, the mainstream media, is focused on coronavirus. So we're going to hear that in the debate a lot. That's what they have to bash uh, over Trump's head. But so far, one, two, three, four, I'm on the fifth news uh, organization, and we've only really got one talking about his taxes. Is the story played out? Is the story dying? Yeah, the story's dying. All right, well, we got to go over to Fox News because they're they're media too. I'm, I'm you know we're gonna call out all of them when we when we see wrongs, rights, indifference. So the main headline at Fox News is Trump and Biden take starkly different approaches to preparations ahead of first presidential debate. Okay, it's about the debate tonight. It should be. This is the main news. So. You could see across the media landscape, obviously the debates are big news, but you can also see that about half of them uh, are still trying to bash this coronavirus over Trump's head. They're still trying to hang that albatross around his neck. And none of them, except uh, MSNBC, and that was in a subheadline, brought up his taxes on this morning's headlines. Is it dying down already? I mean, when you watch the pundits last night, as I did, Oh, man, that's all they talked about was uh, Trump's taxes. This is the left stream media. Uh, this was CNN and MSNBC. That's all they can talk about. But it is patently untrue. Now, if you go into social media sites, I mean, people have glommed onto this, this Trump taxes thing like there is no tomorrow. They are treating it as gospel. They are not even questioning it. It is true. And you, if you are a Trump supporter, you need to explain this. And all I keep doing when I encounter them on social media is I just keep asking, where, where are the documents? I just simply ask, great, where are the documents? And then they just kind of have a fit, a hissy fit, and they go away because they can't produce any documents. So, all right, let's go into some other news. And then the second segment of this podcast, we're going to get into some polling. But let's let's go over some other news because uh, there is some stuff going on right now. James O'Keefe and his group, Veritas, have done an expose on ballot harvesting in Minnesota. And it doesn't look good for Ilhan Omar. So it shows that people were basically 
harvesting ballots. Now, here's what they would do. And there's going to be more coming out in Project Veritas, too, So, because uh, that's how he always does it. So people would go to, let's say, some senior citizen's house, and they would say, give me your ballots. And literally, in the expose and the videos, that's what people were doing. They were just going to their house, give me your ballots, and then they'd fill it out for their candidate, and their candidate obviously being Ilhan Omar. And they're paid to do this, so they get money to do it. So what will happen of this? That's exactly what happened. Nothing will happen. Nothing will come of it. I like what Project Veritas does over there. They do some fine work, uh, but they really, uh, the media ignores them. The media ignores these stories and nothing happens. And our, our, our government, our law enforcement does nothing. Now, why? That's the key question. Why does nothing ever happen under this? Here's why. Each state in the United States is a sovereign state. That's why we are called the United States. Each state has its own rules and laws. you got some federal laws that overlap state laws, but by and large, each state is a sovereign state. This is out of Minnesota. Minnesota is so far to the left. I mean, Keith Ellison is the district attorney. I mean, he is so far to the left, they're not going to do anything. Um, in Ilhan Omar's district is predominantly Muslim. Keith Ellis, also again, the DA, the state, is Muslim. They're not going to do anything. I mean, I'm sorry, and it's frustrating, I know, but that's their city, their town, their state. They're not going to do anything. They're simply going to ignore it. The mainstream media... You can already see them ignored, and it's not on any of the headlines. It's not on any of the subheadlines. This is why things like this go unchecked. This is why things like this, and you see it, you get frustrated because you're like, why, why don't, it's obvious what's going on. Why doesn't the authorities, why do not authorities step in and do something? Well, they are the authorities. That's the problem. The problem is each state is sovereign. And if the state decides not to do anything about it, then that's what happens. Nothing, nothing happens. So what can you do? Well, don't go, don't move to those areas. Don't move to Minnesota. Look what's happening in California. California is a beautiful state, by the way. I'm originally from California. I used to live up in the Bay Area. I mean, it's just an absolutely gorgeous state. Uh, wonderful landscape, wonderful weather. Who wouldn't want to live in California? Well, the people who don't want to live in California, the ones that don't want to be taxed out the wazoo. So California has been losing population. So much so that in the 2020 census, California looks like they're going to lose a congressional seat, which means California is going to lose some electoral votes because people are fleeing that state because it's not desirable to live there anymore. Who would want to live? I, I, I grew up part of my life around the Bay Area. San Francisco, my memory of San Francisco is one of the most beautiful cities I have ever seen. I mean, it is gorgeous out in the Bay Area. It's it's just um it's breathtakingly beautiful out there. Now I haven't been in a long time, but all the stories that I read and and the pictures that I see, who would want to live in San Francisco? I mean, they literally there's an app that tells you where human feces is, so you don't get you don't go there. I mean, the homeless people are defecating and urinating with wanton abandonment on the streets. Nobody cares because the the well, no, the the politicians don't care because they're all so far to the left that 
if they even try to do anything, they'll upset their base and they'll lose elections. So they've allowed this to happen and destroy this beautiful city. I was talking with a lady a couple of months ago that just moved to Georgia from San Francisco. And there we go. what she was describing to me was exactly what you and I read in the media about the Bay Area, about San Francisco, that it's a, it's basically a cesspool now, that it's just nasty. There is crap everywhere. She goes, I grew up in San Francisco and I would never go back. And this is what, this is how you, me, make, have a voice. It's like, so in Minnesota, all this ballot harvesting is going on, you know, there's Looks to be election fraud. Maybe Ilhan Omar was in, was not put in there legitimately. Maybe she did something. We don't know. But what we do know is why I wouldn't want to live there. So you move. Now, I know a lot of people are stuck in some areas and they don't have the resources to move out of an area. But so you save up. You make a plan. I mean, I love California, but I would never move back to California. I just wouldn't. I'd go visit, but I wouldn't live there. There are other parts of the country, too, that I like to visit, but I won't go and live there. And a lot of times it's because of these leftist politicians ruin the state. I used to live in Seattle, Washington. I love Seattle, Washington. I wouldn't live there anymore either. So we vote with our pocketbooks and we vote with our feet. So when you get frustrated, if you get frustrated by seeing what goes on in places like Minnesota and you live in, like I do, Georgia. Just be glad you don't live in Minnesota. Let them have it. You know, we get, the, we get the politicians we deserve. We get the government we deserve. Let them have it. Let them destroy it. It'll all collapse, and it'll eventually come back around. That's always what happens. And again, I point to California. You know, California right now, I'm telling you, the state's uh, financially bankrupt. Uh, their governor is as far leftist as they can be. He's also way more concerned about himself than his state. He's preening himself to run for the president. I almost can guarantee it. And, you know, he just signed an executive order that by 2035, you can no longer buy a new gas-powered car. You'll only be able to buy electric cars or whatever kind of other vehicles there are that don't have gas-powered engines. Of course, he'll be gone by then as governor, so he doesn't have to deal with whatever happens out of that. But in 15 years, he's telling you, if you live in California, you will not be able to buy a gas-powered car, a new one. You can buy a used one. You can keep the one you have, but no more new gas-powered cars will be able to be sold. That eventually... that the state will collapse. The state cannot sustain leftism. They just can't. Financially, they can't. People leave. And then what happens? People that are left get frustrated. And then politics change. Elections change. The state goes red. Right now, I believe that California is a lot redder than it was just four years ago. There has been a lot of um, Trump rallies. There's been all those um, those parades. I believe California is starting to inch back red. Yeah, I know it's a pipe dream, maybe because I, I'm from the state. I love the state. But mark my word, may not happen. It's not going to happen anytime soon, but eventually it'll swing back around and the state will start 
you know, being California again and rebuilding itself. Now I'm bashing on California. I'm, I'm you know, like I said, I'm from California originally. Was born there, lived there for a large part of my life. Love the state. Uh, love loved everything about California except it's politics. So I wouldn't move back to California. So I choose to be where I'm at because this is a great state. I love Georgia. Now, if you're a leftist liberal listening to this, don't don't move to Georgia, please. Don't come here. Don't ruin our politics. We we just don't need it. So, all right. So in other news, kind of went on too long of a rant on that. Apologize about that. Probably lost some people because of it. But in other news, there, uh, you know, you got, let's see here. The Seventh Circuit overturns Obama judge ruling that extended Wisconsin's election by a week. Hmm. So what you have here is Wisconsin, which is a battleground state for Trump, wanted to extend the election the, so they can count the ballots. Because remember, there are a lot of rules and processes when it comes to voting. Uh, in, in this one, you know, Wisconsin judge declared that instead of having to be present on Election Day to be counted, absentee ballots postmarked by 8 p.m. Election Day could be counted so long as they arrive up to six days later. Well, the report was based on a ruling by the, an Obama-appointed judge in Wisconsin. So in anticipation of a crush of absentee ballots, a federal judge on Monday extended the deadline for counting ballots cast in Wisconsin and sent through the mail by almost a week after election day. So the sweeping order by U.S. District Judge William Connolly just 43 days before the election makes it likely Wisconsin won't know the unofficial results of the presidential election on election day this year unless his ruling is reversed by the U.S. Court of Appeals or the Supreme Court. Hmm. So it's been overturned. So the Democratic Party, of course, is pretty pissed off about that because they want to drag this out. They want to keep counting the votes until a Democrat <laughs> wins. They've done this in the past and they'll do it again. So, yeah, this is going to be an interesting election. And we're only only 36 days out. All right. Let's wrap up this segment. So we've got the debate tonight. Um, I know. If you're listening to this, most likely you're going to be watching because you're into politics. It's going to be interesting. Is this the biggest head fake in political history, meaning Biden? Is Biden giving us a big head fake and it's going to blow the debate out the water? Is Trump giving us a head fake by showing he's not preparing for the debate, but he's actually preparing for the debate? Man, this is a nail biter. Anyway, uh, the next segment, we are going to talk polls. I'm going to get into some Senate races because that is where we need to watch right now. Uh, the polls are going to change for president after this debate. That's when you really want to start digging into polls because we're going to see some movement in the polls after the debate. I guarantee it. Talk to you soon. PBL Podcast. Check us out on our website, thepblpodcast.com. And subscribe, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Politics and Brown Liquor.